Welcome to the last episode of Blades in the Dark here on That's Dicey. We haven't done an intro in a long time, so I'm Andrew. I'm Steph. And uh, we left off last time uh, just outside the uh, warehouse where uh, our evil scientist uh, is jamming ghosts into robots um, and possibly trying to recreate vampires and try to kill vampires and uh on the ominous note that uh the reconfiguration of uh the letters of the word delta uh spell telda as telda ran through the open door into the uh warehouse um in what seems like not even a fraction of a second uh you start to hear the worrying and you know pulsing of energy and gears clicking into place as the warehouse goes into full uh like setup and preparation for what's about to happen here and uh while that's happening while those sounds are going off um cricket you see brody slowly altering form into the same purple demon that uh you've met on prior occasions and uh the demon looks at you and says the greatest power that i can give is my own strength and your friend will serve as host to my power and uh yeah uh he looks over at you and says we're gonna take down this warehouse and uh then you and your friend can hopefully live in in a state of freedom and uh yeah um he looks at the warehouse and his eyes glint over that purple color and uh the boat around you shakes like violently uh and the purple demon is gone in the warehouse somewhere uh as you hear sounds of his arrival throughout the warehouse uh what uh what does cricket do Jeez. Oh, um, I'm sorry. I've it's been a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, we're in the warehouse for what warehouse? Uh, the scientist who puts the ghost in the robot. That guy. He has a warehouse where all of them, I guess, essentially go to get repaired or where they get made. Also, um, and your plan was to go there and assault the warehouse and uh, get rid of the scientist and all his work. Uh, did we get rid of the scientist? We did, uh, right? You killed a scientist. Uh, Brody killed the scientist. But that is not the same scientist responsible for the robot thing. Um, his position at the uh, warehouse was attempting to recreate vampires. Uh, through like jamming spirits into corpses uh, seeing if it works um and the closest to vampire he got were the things you encountered in the uh apartment telda's apartment not actually telda's apartment but the other one that you went into those weird dudes yeah so that's the closest he got to it but he was killed so um (laughs) (laughs) But the uh, um, ghost robot dude is still in there. 
And uh, now Telda is in the warehouse, as is the purple demon man. Uh, um, um, what else is there? I'm trying to think just of information that you should know and have. Uh, shoot. Um, Rigby is there uh, and has the boat ready to go if you need to make like some sort of escape. Um, and then uh, Lord Skurlock... Uh, went to uh, gather other vampires, but as well, uh, he is going to try to heist a shipment of uh, Leviathan blood, which is what powers like electricity in the uh, in this dusk wall. Um, and he thinks that uh, releasing it in its pure form could create enough like electromagnetic. Uh, disruptance to shut down all of the robots like at the same time but he is having to go get that and then come back so uh, currently he's not in play uh, okay are there like robots in the building like would-be robots or uh there are active robots um within the building um as well as uh some robots that are like just the hull of an empty robot with no ghosts in it um to i guess do this in a in a narrative way uh the blue devil person has brody's headset right because they're inhabiting brody's body uh and as he's sort of just rushing through places and like indiscriminately destroying people um he'll be sending you like tidbits of like there's, you know, like four people in, in this room and there's like you know, robots in this room that are active. Uh, so uh, you have essentially a full like blueprint-esque of the uh, warehouse and where like people are and where people aren't. Um, and the main center area where all the robots are active is where Telda and the scientist are. And uh, the purple demon person is sort of scouring through the warehouse to ensure that, like, there's no additional, like, support that's, like, hidden somewhere. So he's kind of just indiscriminately getting rid of people throughout the warehouse and avoiding that section at the current time. Uh, but uh, there's the main entrance that Telda went through, which is, like, the front entrance where... Uh, you would spill directly into where Telda and the scientist are. Um, and then there is a staircase on the side that goes up to like uh, like an upper level. Um, and uh, that leads into like the spaces that the purple devil person is in, um, just meandering around. Uh, but other than that, there's really no like direct entrance other than like shutter windows like if you were to like climb up and go through like these shutter windows at the top of the thing um but from the description you're getting from the purple devil person he is not giving you like wh what shutter windows go to like a platform or like where they go to because it's just not that in detail because he's like moving through there uh okay um can I then try and go to Telda? Uh, yeah. Uh, you would uh, you would have to go directly through the the front door. Um, 
or if you wanted to go like a sneakier way around and then kind of get to where Telda is and then I guess evaluate the situation before jumping in there then you would have to go like the other way that would really be up to you you could go directly there but that's where the robots are and where the scientist is and the, all, they're all in the same place um kind of just want to go straight in crickets freaking out a little bit <clears throat> their best buddy is now like possessed and Tilda has been like an ally for so long and they're just kind of scrambling so crickets just kind of gonna burst through the door and be like you you need to stop i think instead of uh like telda engaging you um the scientist kind of steps forward and says this is the right path ghosts are that they were trapped behind a wall separated from us forever and not no one batted an eye at that they don't want this they don't do they care about what we want. Have you talked to them? Yes, many of them. In fact, some of them are willingly here. And uh, at the sound of those words, you notice that there are ghosts throughout the, the workshop helping, you know, set up robots and things. Uh, and uh, one of those ghosts strikes you as like you know that person from somewhere and you can't really place it in your head uh and then uh tilda steps forward and says uh, do you remember the rest of our little group that ran around when you were younger some of them are here and gestures to that person you recognize and it is, in fact, the ghost of one of those crew members. And Telda says, the ghosts that accept this option, they are safe. They're allowed to be ghosts still, free. It's only the ones that don't accept it that are trapped in machines. And uh, What does she mean by free? Like they don't have to be put in a machine if they don't want to be? Yeah, yeah. They uh, When you're looking at them, they're openly out like... Uh, how Winky, Blinky, and Buck appear to you and your house. That they're just out helping, you know, patch up robots and deal with different things. Uh, and I think from up above, you hear the purple demon's voice. Except for this time, it's different. It's like disconjointed. It's like two separate voices talking at the same time. Uh, and in that moment, I think you hear... Brody speaking as well as the purple demon and both the voices say in unison that fear isn't freedom uh, and uh, the purple demon begins just destroying robots and uh, the scene in the warehouse shifts and becomes extremely chaotic and uh, the scientist runs towards like another robot and uh, Telda you see start to like flicker uh in and out of like like the image of telda is there but it's not there at the same time and uh as it continues to flicker and shift in its place a like seven foot tall werewolf creature appears and uh 
Yeah. Um, and uh, in sort of close to Telda's voice with a little more like gravelly, like growl to it, uh, the voice says to you, I came here. The vampires are monstrous creatures and they've continued to trap spirits of my friends into the bodies to make them part of their kind. And I discovered how to kill them, but it has made me maybe as monstrous as them. And uh, I'm gonna ship it back over to you. What's the, what's the play here? Wait, so Purple Demon is helping the situation? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, um. So I, I think uh, earlier in one of the uh, things we attempted to establish what the uh, purple demons uh, thing is. So each of them has like a value that they attribute to them. And uh, that's like the source of like what their whole entire goal is. So like power could be one of those things or like wealth. Um, and uh, this particular demon is freedom. And uh, that's uh, that's like its stick. And so the scientist trapping ghosts in these robot bodies is against like the concept. And so you and Brody have a like contract with the demon, essentially. Um, and Brody asked for power and you didn't really ask for anything. You asked for advice, I think. Um, and uh, speaking of stuff, uh, the demon gave you a card with like a picture of fire on it. but uh, yeah so the demon is on your side based on the concept of freedom so like i think that's useful information because like if you succeed in a way that's like we don't free all the ghosts then uh he may not be on your side anymore okay um then can i just I'm going to try and grab the scientist who was, like, running. Okay. Uh, what do you want to roll for that? Um, it, sorry. Can I make an argument that it's finesse? Because I have to, like, get over, I'm sure, like, warehouse equipment and potential pieces that are falling as the demon, dis uh, like, destroys other robots. Yeah. yeah. Um, I really didn't want it to be skirmish because I can't do it. So, uh, um, it is risky standard, uh, effect, and, uh, you can, in every one of these instances, uh, add an additional die, um, to the roll without, like, pushing yourself. Um, that will be essentially the equivalent of the purple demon slash Brody assisting you. Um, okay. So I'm just gonna roll without pushing myself any further. Alright. Uh, Alright. Some mixed success. Uh yeah, so you uh you bolt over the uh the equipment and uh I think uh as you're like moving through the warehouse you grab grab the scientist, but uh you uh when you grab the scientist kinda uh catch him in a way that's like stumbly and it slows you down and it's not like a, you pick him up and you can like continue moving um and that like millisecond of time that you're like in that stumble space gives werewolf telda 
enough time to like get there. So you have the scientists in your arms, but Telda is like right there. What is the next move? Um, why is Telda a bad guy? Um, I I'm gonna look at Telda and just kind of pleadingly like, please, you know this isn't right. Uh, let's see. Give me uh, give me a roll, a roll of something. I don't know what per se. Um, consort. Uh, seems cool. I mean, you could do command. Command is a little more aggressive. Um, sway is also a thing you could do. Um, and you do get an additional dice on any I think other I'm thing. Do sway, um, because okay. I'm trying to like you know like hey remember we're friends. Okay. You don't want to hurt me. Yeah. So yeah, you have the that and then the additional die. Uh, this is going to be a risky great effect if you succeed this is going to shift like the elements of this fight uh, jesus okay um how i'm gonna push myself i feel like this is i really need it all, all right. right uh yeah so it is a a mixed success um man uh so tell the hearing like the i guess clean nature in what you're saying stops again for a second and begins to factor in the like the negatives i guess of this like these actions and uh i think kind of goes into like a like place of like thinking and it gives telda pause telda doesn't like continue approaching you to get the scientist um but i think like because it's a mixed success this leaves Telda in a state of like not knowing what to do, and Telda becomes a a person again and not a werewolf, uh, and is just kind of sitting there thinking of what to do next and like looking around the warehouse. Uh, whereas I think if uh, just for context, if you had made like the full success, it would have been like springing into action, right? Whereas this is like this is successful, but it's like. A thing Telda has to process. Okay. Uh, yes. And with her pause, I'm going to actually try and maybe command the scientist. Shut it down. All of it. Uh, all right. Um, I don't know if that's a thing he can do, but Cricket is not, you know, a robot designer. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's see what the world looks like. Uh, I have that extra die. I, is it? I think it's. Right, well, yeah, it is there already. Oh, is that because I don't have anything? For yeah, you don't have a dice, so you have the single die. Uh, All right, I'm pushing myself again. Alrighty. Last session. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Uh, Three fours in a row. All right. Uh, I guess. Uh, uh how? Uh, you just tell him to shut everything down is that um yeah okay uh, like just stop uh, the process stop the current robots uh he robots. gestures to a control panel uh and says i have to be there to do anything uh but um, it does seem like he acknowledges that like 
he can't run from you. And I think like the, the fear of like, oh, I tried to run and like instantly was caught. So like, <laughs> I'm not in a position to be like, I can do some like shady stuff and get away. Uh, but he does have to get to the control panel. And I think that's part of the, like, the nature of, again, the mixed success. It's like uh, the, what he can do from the control panel. It's like, not something you know, but based on the look of like, okay, I I uh, don't want to be murdered because uh, he doesn't want to die. So he's like, can I, I can do it from the control panel. Uh, all right. I'm going to bring him over to the control panel. Okay. Uh, yeah. So as you're like going through there, um, I am going to say that I need you to make a resistance roll of some sort. Uh, so that's a uh, resistance. Um, what is a? It's inside prowess or resolve, uh, and you do get the additional dice. Um, uh, it appears you have two in all of them, so aesthetically, it would just be what you feel like uh, Cricket would use to get out of the way of what's coming. Yeah, so um, I guess if you're using one of the, the three, which one would you use? Insight, Prowess, or Resolve? Or not? I'll jump back in. That work. So weird. I just realized I was on mute. Um, have you missed what was the last thing I said that I was using prowess? Oh, I did not catch that, but uh, yeah, we can do do that. That's why. Okay. Um, sorry, I had said. Um, I think Cricket would use prowess because that's my best skill is moving stealthily and adeptly through spaces. Okay. I apologize that I was uh, muted. I muted to cough and then didn't come back. Alright, alright. Um, yeah, I guess go ahead and roll that with the additional dice. That should already be on there, I think. Cool. Am I? Six. If I miss this, oh, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Yeah, a four. Sounds about right. Yeah. Um, it's just fours across the board. Uh, so yeah, uh, you, you, Wait, one second. Is that extra die costing me stress? No. Or did that, did that, oh, okay. This specific role cost me two stress. Yeah. Uh, I resist but suffer two stress. Yeah. So if you roll a six, you take no stress. And then anything lower than a six, you take that much stress minus what you rolled. Uh, so yeah, as you're uh, like charting through like the chaos, um, pieces of just like these panels and like gold and like different things are just flung everywhere. Um, and you do see the ghosts starting to like pop out of the machines as they like go down. So like the ghosts are fine. Uh, but like the, I guess, interactions with like the, like robots, uh, 
being destroyed um, uh, are going to end up like requiring uh, some stress to get through that like space. Uh, and yeah, you make it to the control panel and the scientist looks at the control panel and says, so there is two options. I can hit the emergency shutdown and all the robots cease to function, but the ghosts from within them are set free, which based on what you've said and your demon friend has said seems to be what you want but some of these ghosts are not conscious ghosts they're entities of malevolence they only want to destroy and cause things pain and they would be free at the same time the other option would be going through my notes and shutting them down individually but that would take time I'm sticking to my resolve. Shut it all down now. Um, he hits a large, like, you know, red emergency button. And uh, you see the robot shut down and all the ghosts exiting the robots. And uh, for, I think, the one of the very few times due to your proximity to Brody... Uh, you feel the air in the warehouse shift, and it is ice cold. Uh, and uh, the release of the, like, ghost, that energy shuts down the entire, like, power to this building. And uh, I am going to say the scientist hits the button and uses that opportunity to try to escape. But uh, I will give you the opportunity to do something about it yeah um but yeah he tries to use like the cover of like all the ghosts leaving the robots and the lights going out and like the spectacle of what's happening as like a oh i run now you you're you're paying attention to that i'm gonna run away um i think that would be probably skirmish right oh sure because it's entangle in close combat i would like to think that like when i envisioned cricket taking the scientists over to this control button that cricket kind of still had like a grip on their clothes like okay. on you know the collar of his shirt or something can okay. i get like an extra chance because of that yeah sure a second right. uh right. i have a lot of room to push myself so i'm not going to all right. uh, here we go. Oh, right. uh, yeah. Uh, I think uh, the this the actual like gravity of what is happening uh, plays into uh, your slipping in this moment, and I think also the scientist really doesn't want to end up dead here, uh, and in this moment gives his most prized possession to you to escape uh and wiggles out of this science scientist jacket that he has on uh and uh yeah he just like wiggles out of the jacket and is like nope uh you don't got me anymore uh and uh is running you know shirtless on his way 
towards the exit um but uh what yeah. what you do see is uh this jacket looks like really old the scientist does look old but he doesn't look old like this old uh and uh the lettering on the jacket uh, uh, has the words devastation relief project and uh, this triggers like a memory from uh, the museum that you were at as something that you saw in in passing as like part of that like history for this museum uh, and uh, that particular thing was right after the sun shattered uh, there was a program that was trying to mitigate the effects of this like destruction and help people you know uh with different things and they're also uh associated but not part of uh the spark rights which is another like historical thing that uh you found out about because uh blinky was a uh like a, a scientist of some sort and discovered using the demon blood to power things. Uh, and all of those pieces combined together are what like keep that lightning barrier around the, the uh, dust bowl to prevent like uh, ghost attacks, like Leviathans killing people. And like, it's what keeps all of dust safe. But the, uh, particular like pedigree of the the that particular group the destruction relief program they uh wanted to undo the effects of the broken sun and uh yeah uh, you'd see that stitching on the jacket and based on how old and how like long ago that organization was like a hundred almost 150 years ago uh you know that that's not his jacket that's like someone else's that he's kept uh, and uh he gives a long glance back at the jacket and shakes his head as he keeps <laughs> running uh and uh yeah um he he's just running uh if you want to continue to try to stop him you can um but the robots are like deactivated and uh the ghosts are all free and purple demon man is still just shredding robots into bits. <laughs> um, and uh, I think that's when you notice Telda is fighting Skurlock on the, on the like opposing side of the warehouse. And uh, yeah, I'm going to leave you to make a choice. Do you want to continue to pursue the scientist and keep him or do you want to try to figure out the Telda Skurlock scenario? I want to figure out the Telda Skurlock scenario. Uh, you take one more look at the scientist as he bounds out of the door upstairs to go down the stairs on the side of the warehouse and turn to see werewolf Telda at odds with Skurlock. Uh, and... Skurlock looks at Telda and says, such a thing can't exist in this world. The tools to eradicate something cannot exist. You are that tool. And uh, Skurlock looks up at Telda, who is like two and a half feet taller than him, and uh, says, if I must die here, 
to ensure that my kind survive, then I will do so. And uh, vanishes into like a cloud of bats. Uh, and you see Telda sniffing the air and uh, moving towards another spot in the warehouse. What does Cricket do in this moment? Um, I thought she was human again. Or had she she turned back into a werewolf to fight him? Yeah. Yeah. She, um, she was human and she was thinking over like the ramifications of what's going on here. And at some point while you were dealing with the like getting th- through the warehouse and the control panel and the doctor, not doctor, scientist, um, that uh, Skurlock appeared and Telda was a werewolf again. So, yeah. Um, can I try and go and like grab Telda's hand? Uh, yeah. Her werewolf paw. Uh, yeah. Um, I guess, um, uh what do you want to roll say uh well i guess all right i'll give you the uh i'll give you the you can get up there and grab telda's hand and telda looks and says skurlock has taken many lives and i know now what the scientist was doing isn't right but what skurlock does is also not right and goes to move forward uh and then that's where i think i'll have you roll something to uh like address that scenario so the grabbing of the hand does create a pause but then Teldus tells you skurlock is a bad person and i have to go get him i'm gonna kind of i'm gonna try and consort i i'm just gonna say i know you'll do what you need to do uh, but he helped me get me here, and he helped me put an end to this. And I'm just kind of got kind of gonna let go of her hand. Okay, uh, I'm gonna give you that additional dice that I gave you last time, but for a different reason. Um, I think the uh, the the calm, like gentle approach of like, "Hey, hold on, you don't want to do that." And, like holding the hand is going to assist you in making this as like a benefit of like the action you did yeah so all right, all right. here we go oh uh, yeah that's all that's that's a, not a four a mixed success um and uh i think as you let go of telda's hand the like that realization of like i'm not here to like not being there to fight telda like I'm not going to prevent you from doing what you're doing, but I think you should think about it. Uh, uh, once again, gives Telda pause. And uh, as that happens, uh, the uh, sound in the, uh, in the warehouse, like hits this weird, like whirring, like it's, it's a noise that you haven't like encountered anywhere in <laughs> in life it's like something like simultaneously like whirring and like screaming and like but and like shattering all at the same time and uh you see uh the uh scientist uh outside of like the warehouse door as it like slides open and uh you see skurlock as the scientist and uh the sound that's emanating is 
the jar of the uh, Leviathan blood uh, as it opens. And it's just like this like violently loud noise. And the warehouse goes like in like loops and jumps of like lights flickering and robots powering on and like random just like everything is going. And uh, the uh, Skurlock says a promise was made by a friend of mine and I cannot allow them to fail. And holds the scientist into the air, and you see the the purple demon uh, start walking towards Skurlock. And Telda fades back into human form, and uh, Skurlock says, If one of my kind die at your hands, know I will find you and kill you. Until then, Cricket, your words ring true, and... Uh, you remember that on multiple occasions, nowhere near you or anywhere nearby, Skurlock has heard your conversations, and uh, that fact rings in your head as uh, he was listening to your exchange with Telda. Um, and so he's there outside of the warehouse with the open Leviathan blood bottle, essentially destroying all the electrical mechanisms and all of the things in this warehouse and uh he hands the scientist to the purple demon and uh the purple demon goes and takes one of the like one of the robots and uh opens the little panel and uh, puts the scientist inside and uh he looks and uh in the reflection of the uh the like panels uh you see flickering by Brody, and uh, Brody nods in the reflection, and the demon opens his hands, and power starts to surge through the robot as you just see the scientists dissipate into like fractions of light inside of this machine, uh, and uh, then falling onto the floor, uh, Brody stands in front of the robot. And looks up and says, think we can go home now, Cricket? I'm going to like kind of just like run into Brody's arms and kind of like bear hug and then just let out a, I'd really like that. <sighs> Request for power. It never really work out too well, but we needed it. We weren't going to be able to fight an army of robots alone. <laughs> and uh, I think... As we zoom out of the warehouse, is there anything you want to do? Is there anyone you want to talk to, uh, say anything to as we close out this warehouse scenario? Well, I kind of like that being the ending scene. All right. Just a hug and let's go home now. Uh, and uh, Of like this. I don't know if that's where we're ending everything. Uh, I mean... I, I do I do like it, but uh, also I had uh, messaged uh, Alex about uh, where I guess the end of this chapter uh, was for Brody, just to figure that out. And uh, Alex said, I think Brody would hang with Winky, Blinky, and Book to figure out the next steps, mostly trying to find a way to retire for a while while keeping the three ghosts safe. 
and close by. So with that said, I guess the only other question is in the near future, not like the end of, you know, Cricket's journey altogether, but uh, where does Cricket see being in that in that scenario? Cricket has always kind of lived this lifestyle of like odd jobs getting through. I think maybe Cricket's gonna go on maybe on the road and kind of find a new place to start over. Okay. Uh... And find a way to like stay in contact with Brody. Maybe they're pen pals or something. Okay. Yeah, that seems cool. Uh... But you know, still doing like odd jobs but like on the road exploring yeah um i think uh the flashes of those you know future moments happen and uh we do in fact end on that uh you know hug in the middle of the warehouse but you get these like glimpses of like what's gonna happen after that you know various places in duskfall that cricket visits uh and brody you know doing things to uh, fix up that place that he lived at to retire and keep Winky Blinky and Buck safe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it. We did it. We uh, we finished the campaign. So it's a a a, a, Z, a one in seven record now. Um, <laughs> Thanks for joining us on this ride. And uh, yeah, um, Blades in the Dark, really fun game. Um, I yeah, and uh, also. Thanks to one more multiverse, it's made everything really easy to figure out for the most part. Uh, as far as like oh, yeah. rolling, I don't and, think I could have done this game without it. And uh, all that, uh, yeah, that was great. Um, well, uh, we're uh, going to be on somewhat of a hiatus, I guess, uh, for a little bit after this episode releases. Uh, but see you here next time for something. Oh. That's it. I'm Andrew. I'm Steph. Until next time. Bye.